0: howdy folks welcome to the cape cod fun show it's the show that's all about having fun in the most beautiful place on earth cape cod usa my name is eric williams and mung is here whoop And Greg is here. Hello. And fellas, big giant spring show today. But, Mung, we welcome you back from Savannah, Georgia.
1: Oh, thanks. It's good to be back here on Cape Cod. I was down there, obviously, auditioning to be a Southern Belle for Civil War the Musical. Um, I got it, but. Congrats. Uh, Thanks. Thanks. Fantastic. It'll be a showstopper.
0: Good to have you back on the show today. You will hear outdoor shower tips, Mung's real turkey sandwich quest. What's the deal with peepers? Dr. Greg will be here in the house. And Game of Thrones events all over Cape Cod. They're going crazy about this Game of Thrones. What is it? What's going on? We'll find out. Might even have a kale soup recipe and much, much more on the Cape Cod Fun Show today. But first, let's check the all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast for this big weekend. April 13th and April 14th, 2019. The here and now, the crest of the wave. It's all we have Let's make the most of it together, shall we? For Saturday, showers likely mainly before 9 a.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 60. That sounds pretty good. Ooh. Wow. Everyone oohing and eyeing, that's that fantastic. Awesome. Saturday into Sunday, chance of showers after 4 p.m. on Sunday, but partly sunny. High near 56, so maybe a pretty good weekend here on Cape Cod. What about the tides? Something that fascinates you guys. The, the mm, lunar, very, earthly mm-hmm. pole. You always oh, seem so interesting. Yes. Yeah. Something involving the moon. Uh-huh. How does it work? It's like it slurps over to one side, it slurps over to the other side. The tides. The pole So and mysterious. Tide. All right. So your high tide over the weekend looks like it's going to be about 6 and 7 a.m. and then 7 and 8 p.m. That means midday low tides. That's a nice setup. Start your day with a high tide, wiggle your way into a low tide, finish the day at sunset with a high tide. It's almost perfect, people. So Sweet. get to a beach near you. One tip I will throw out there before I forget, PJ's in Wellfleet opens Thursday, Whoa. Mm. April 11th. And Greg, something else, someplace, it's freezy, it's coldy, it's something near you in Dennis. Where? captain frosty of course your favorite clam shack also opens on april 11th as do maybe some other restaurants so you can get that fried clam fix i'm mm-hmm. going i'm actually
2: going tomorrow on opening day
0: really yes i am what are you gonna get at captain frosty 6a and dennis
2: fried fish plate
0: oh he's geez. ready to roll mung i'd even eat that
2: substituting their clam thingy for fries whatever that clam Yeah
0: that's really weird cuz you're already uh, you seem to be wearing your tartar sauce fanny pack and you know <laughs> it's nice that you have that ready to go A- Always always at yes. like first of April you strap it on Oh yeah because with the tartar you, sauce on you, either side you just never know
2: <laughs> when you need it
0: Tartar sauce we're all going to need it and another thing that we need to wade into fellas this is the time of year to turn your outdoor shower back on. What? It's it's perfect. I was in my backyard the other day. I'm shoveling this rotten manure that I've been dealing with <laughs> for about 10 days now as it ripens and goes through the 20 stages of stink. Now it's mellowing slightly. But my neighbor comes over. My neighbor Trevor comes over and he said, hey, did you uh, put your outdoor shower on yet? And I'm like, well, well, no, I'm kind of busy. He's like, I put mine on. I took a shower. Ha! Ha! He just rubbed my face in the outdoor shower earliness of his life and then he left, walked out of the yard. He knew it would burn my bottom because I like to be first in the neighborhood but, no. You weren't. Forget about how burning. humiliating. Forget about burning the bottom,
1: though. How about freezing the bottom? Um, aren't you months early? Shouldn't we be going in our outdoor shower in June? No. If you, it's 7.30 in the morning, and it's like 45 degrees.
0: How are you going to take a shower outdoors? Wouldn't you be free, freezing your patootie off? That is the best time. Uh, that is the best what? time when it's a little chilly out there. Maybe no. you've been working in the yard, and you're like, oh, I need to just relax and stretch in ways that outdoor showers allow you to stretch. You get the hot water going going the steam rising greg are you with me it's it's like an envelope you
2: have to stay within the steam envelope if you venture beyond that envelope you get cold
0: well we are here to help you with your outdoor shower now if you're thinking about turning it on i think first of all we can say that it's safe to do so as far as freezing goes freezing pipes i'm pretty sure we have made it to a warm enough time of the year
2: absolutely i've turned off my bird bath so yes go for it
0: That seems to make sense somehow, but uh, we we move on. So, what do you want to do? You want to have a little cleanup before you get going, right? Because I got a lot of, like, old razors and, like, mysterious goo puddles that lasted through the winter, like, up on the shelf. Oh, my God. What kind of of
2: a shower do you have?
0: You know, it's like you get, I've got uh, my two daughters and, and, and my wife, and a lot of product gets into the shower out there. If it was up to me, it would just be one bar of pear soap. Do you take all that stuff in, like in the fall? Sometimes or that's you, part of this cleanup. Sometimes you, you look like over the edge, and there's like a, a big soap. barrel of conditioner or something like that. You're like, frozen, what? Frozen soap? Well, it's gone through several stages, you know, and all, it's just so you got to clean it up, get ready to go, so you have a fresh new shower, and that brings up uh, probably a trip somewhere to get some new soap. And uh, from what I have read as I research this topic, a lot of people talk in liquid soap, not bar soap in the outdoor shower because mm-hmm. the bar in the rain, oh, things yeah. happen to it. Oh, yeah. Whereas you have that nice liquid liquid soap to squeeze. Mung, what do you prefer?
1: Um, in the outdoor shower, I use a, a bar soap caddy. So
0: <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> What do you mean, like, uh, like a professional golfer? To,
1: yeah, he tells me to use the uh, the the nine iron. <laughs> Does he tell you like
0: the the uh, distance uh, between areas to be washed? <laughs> Let me check the card. Yeah, it's about ten yards. You're gonna have to really try to bring that in from the left.
1: <laughs> no, it's kind of like this little plastic shell that you put right. the bar soap in. All right, so here's, got that. here's why you have to use bar soap and no liquid soap, because you have to for liquid soap you have to uh, bring a loofah.
0: Well. It's funny you should mention that, Mung. I was researching the use of uh, loofahs in outdoor showers, and it seems highly controversial. Mm -hmm. And boiled down, uh, it seems like maybe they're not a great idea. This is from a Huffington Post story. Why, what happens? This is an expert here, Dr. Jessica Krant, a board-certified New York City dermatologist. In this story, it says, however, it may be time to abandon the loofah once and for all, quote, I actually strongly prefer that my patients use no loofah, washcloth, or scrubby at all in the shower, says Dr. Jessica Krant. Skin care should be gentle rather than harsh, and people spend a lot of time overcleaning and stripping the skin of natural and healthy moisturizing oils, you're better off using your hand and soap or something called a disposable sponge pad. You guys you guys use scrapers? Ooh. Not scrapers, like scrunchies, like like sort of like loofah, like like an exfoliating sort of creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean
2: like pumice?
0: No. Hummus? Yeah, pumice. Greg, what, are you locked in the like Stone Age of showering? You just no, use... I use my hand. I mean, I just I just lather oh, up. really? And, you know,
2: <laughs> I just lather up and uh, you know wash. Apparently, off according and to Doctor
0: Jessica Crant, you're people, doing the right people, thing. So people the,
1: scrape. This is shocking. That's uh, crazy news.
0: Apparently, you're not supposed to exfoliate so much. So when you're in the outdoor shower this year, maybe you just try using your hand and not get involved with a lot of scraping and oh yeah and, and poking and, and things that could lead to uh, too much exfoliation yeah, yeah on we move now here's a recommendation to try shaving in the shower Ooh. put a shaving mirror out there and shave in the outdoor shower because apparently all that great heat and fog and stuff really conditions your beard for a nice shave i read somewhere that it makes your razor last longer which i find hard to believe yeah but to shave you're probably wasting how much water you're also, maybe you could be, tons and tons you could of be water. scrubbing with one hand and shaving with the other, Greg. <laughs>
2: Scraping and shaving.
0: So there's something, although we oh, have cool. had cases uh, on the Cape where shaving in the shower has led to trouble. Yes. There was a fellow in Provincetown. It was 11 years ago, I think now. Um, here's the story. It was during a time in Provincetown when there were some level of arsons going on, so everyone was on edge. And this story from 2008, it was done by the Sun. One of the 20 suspected arson cases under investigation in Provincetown was solved yesterday after homeowner Charles Welsh figured out that the long scorch mark on his outdoor shower shower wall did not come from an arsonist blowtorch, but the sun reflecting off his shaving mirror. Oh. And one of the great quotes from, from Charlie, who's a great guy, uh, I'm a little chagrined at my stupidity, said Welsh. So, apparently, if you have a shaving mirror in your outdoor shower, it it can scorch your shower. Maybe you could set it on fire, so that's something to be aware of. Maybe if you, like, turn it around
2: so that the mirror itself is, like, against the wall or something, you know, so it doesn't get the sun...
0: We will try to find out this year. I think I the basic know. bottom line here is turn the thing on, get out there in it, yeah. and celebrate that beginning of summer with a hot shower outdoors in your outdoor shower. Mm. It's delightful.
2: Maybe this weekend,
0: maybe. That's Eric? right. I think yeah. that's right. we yeah. got to get going. I this wanted weekend? to stain my deck, but I think maybe I better just turn on the shower and worry about the deck later. Boy, I've worked up an appetite, sudsing myself up. How about uh-huh. you guys? I'm hungry. Yeah, I wonder if there's any place on the Cape where you can get a real turkey sandwich. What, what's this next item? It's 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 Mung's Turkey Sandwich Quest. Mung, what's going on oh here?
1: Oh my! <laughs> I am constantly on an epic quest to find the best turkey sandwiches on the Cape, and I have found a winner, and they deserve a million points. Now,
0: whoa, whoa, back up one second. Beep, though. beep, beep.
1: That's a out to be backing up.
0: That that's <laughs> because what we're talking about here is not like deli sliced turkey. We're talking about off the bird turkey.
1: That's right. That's right. That's the kind you see like in a turkey sandwich. That thin processed stuff is an abomination. Okay.
0: So this would seem to me a relative rarity on Cape Cod to get like a chunky turkey sandwich.
1: Yeah. Maybe it, it is can't be very done. rare. Yeah. Um, I can probably count on three mung hands how many um, places offer this. Pull out his
0: other hand, will you? <laughs> it's right by that retractable sheath. Oh, I don't want to. Don't make me do it. There it is. Um,
1: but I did encounter a, a great spot um, recently um, in South Yarmouth. This is the Piccadilly Deli and Cafe. So I went in there and I asked them, do you have a real carved off the bone
0: turkey? Now, and did they you s- demand this angrily?
1: I did. I insisted upon it. <laughs> I said humankind. So you burst in the Sir. place. Yes. <laughs> the, the fate of humanity rests on this. Um, and they said, we do. We do indeed. But it's part of our Thanksgiving sandwich, which was like, you know, which are great. You know, turkey, gravy, uh, Stuffing, cranberry sauce, stuff like that, and I was like, I'm not in the mood for this. But could you repackage it? I'm, I'm thinking I'm in like a New York sandwich uh, mood, like like something you'd get at Carnegie
0: or Deli, or a finicky huh. orderer, or a the finicky deli orderer who wants to yeah. repackage yeah. an established sandwich. Yeah.
1: So I said, Can you put this amongst marble rye with a slice of cheddar, no gravy? And they're like, We'll be happy to. Wow. So, oh my God, it was so good. So I just had the turkey and that cheese. You could put lettuce and tomato and all that stuff that takes away the fl- from the flavor. Favorite, blah, blah, blah. What? Russian dressing. Like lettuce you, and tomato. You can put mayonnaise, <laughs> you can put cranberry sauce, but no. Mung likes it plain and simple. You can taste the turkey. It was delicious. It felt like uh, the day after Thanksgiving. And I give them a million points wow. for being able to adapt. And, you know, they have the ingredients. Why not repackage it into another sandwich? So and it this, was so good.
2: So this was not on the menu. It wasn't on the official it's menu. It's not
1: on the menu officially, but the ingredients are on the menu are amongst they? different Correct. things. So Correct. I was like, hey, just can you put this in a marble rice sandwich? And it was so good. Now, did
0: they name the sandwich after you? The the, Mungwich? They should
1: call it the (laughs) Mungwich.
0: Well, where else can you... This seems rare. Where else can you get real turkey on a sandwich on Cape Cod? Well, I haven't checked out the new menu, but you used to be able to get it
1: uh, open-faced sandwich at Betsy's Diner in Falmouth, but they've gone under new ownership. Mm. I'll have to check that out. Give them a call. Ask them if they do real turkey. (laughs) I know the Hearth and Kettles uh, do a turkey sandwich like that, but as part of like a Thanksgiving sandwich type, so I'm not sure if they'll, they'll adapt to you, but uh, Piccadilly Deli, you get chips or fries or some potato salad on the side and a pickle. So, you know, it was about probably like 10, 50, 11 bucks with tax. It, it was enough for two meals, so I, I give it a thumbs up.
0: Well, if anyone else knows about one of these places on Cape Cod with a real turkey sandwich, uh, maybe not a hot turkey, but that may be a clue to getting the sandwich you want, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, email us digital at Cape Online.com, digital at Cape Cod where can we get a hmm That's a nice feeling, that after Thanksgiving feeling. You make oh. that big sandwich. I love that. Head I, into the TV, oh, watch oh, whatever the strange game is on. I absolutely <laughs> love that. Oh, man. Mm. Maybe on those potato hot, chips, hot turkey uh, you know. sandwiches
2: for days, I'm weeks. I'm not a big fan
0: of the hunt I don't like gravy. Weeks,
2: months. Oh, oh, I love Are gravy. you serious? Gravy's weird. Gravy's a reason to have Thanksgiving.
0: I'm currently lathering in gravy right now. Look at that. You're, you're gravitating. It's like... <laughs> Luxurious. Okay. Yeah, all right. That's uh, that's wonderful. Now, you know, uh, I was uh, uh, outside the other day in the yard, and I was minding my own business with my manure pile. It was almost speaking to me, but then we both paused for a moment because we heard in the distance one of the signature sounds of spring I can't quite remember what it sounded like, but my cat even on the porch looked over and said, What is that? Is that Morse code? Is that some kind of ambulance? Is that... That's it. It was just like that. This cacophony of chirping. Mung, do you hear that?
1: Are you sure that's not like an intro to an Alfred Hitchcock movie or something? That's scary. What, scaring what
0: was that? Greg, you seem to have produced some audio on demand, which is remarkable. What were we hearing? Spring peepers. Spring
2: peepers. Spring peepers. Spring peepers. I love spring peepers. I love, I love, I love, I love. They're they're so they're so great to hear this time of
0: year. Now, it's they just, are... Uh, it's, this is the sound of a certain so great good. chipmunk. Uh, they are a great chipmunk mm-hmm. making a sound uh, with a tin whistle. Is mm-hmm. that what they are? What are spring mm-hmm. peepers? Spring peepers are... Tree fa-
2: frogs—they're also known as uh, chorus frogs, as you pointed out earlier. They're like maybe max one and a half inches uh, long. They're very, very small. They're tiny. They're tiny, but they produce such a big sound. It's—it's it's like a spring symphony. Um, these, 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 these—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're males. They're all males. and they're, oh. they're making these, songs, and they're calling to the females to get it on. You know which what they want to do. What, what,
0: what? So, but they're all doing it at the same. How do you time? know they're not just like a, like a a, a a choir in a church singing the praises of the creator? Why do you have to drag this into the alley with your get it on comment?
2: Well, because they're all they're all dressed in tuxes. They have ties. Yeah. They're really sort of nattily nattily So Fred Astaire a t- was a, a peeper. Tired, I mean,
0: what are you talking about you here? Know, I, nice I, I don't understand. Shoes and
2: they're all like doing their you know thing. You know, Doctor Greg out, is here man. explaining oh, biology. I want to mate with you. I want to mate with you beep why
0: beep, are you talking to Mung like that <laughs> why does that have to be part of the show you can take your romantic business outside the studio <laughs> but what's great about them is it is it even
2: at night you know there's sometimes i have to be sort of out a little bit late at night and when i come home i'm just there i can hear them and they're, they're this big mass of peepers, and they're probably like what a half mile away and you can still hear them they they live in bogs they live in uh, a Ephemeral uh, vernal pools which are just sort of here one day, they're gone the next. Um, they're so common down here in the Cape and if you happen to be driving out there and your windows are, are up and you hear this sound you know, just stop, turn around and open the windows and drive by slowly, you will be you will be so like knocked off
0: your That's feet. That's just what happened to me. The loudest peepers I have ever heard uh, was just about this time of year, a couple years ago. I was driving Old County Road in Truro, and right about at the corner of Prince Valley Road and Old County Road is part of the Herring River estuary. I had my windows up, and all of a sudden, it was like I was being attacked, sonically attacked by these peepers. Crazy amounts, just loud, and it just kept going, and I stopped and got out of my car and just sat there for a while. I said, hey, you guys. And then the weird thing, you go got to try to find one because they seem like they're everywhere. You can never find a peeper.
2: They're so tiny. They're so tiny. They're wicked Mm. tiny.
0: Mung, I remember when you used to get the bucket of peepers (laughs) at that uh, frog fast food restaurant, Mr. Jumpy. Oh, And you would just be driving around and like... uh, Ah,
1: yes, KFC, Kentucky Frog Chicken. It's like uh, popcorn. KFF?
2: Pop them (laughs) in your mouth.
1: No.
0: KFP? It
1: it does remind me of the loudest peeping incident I've ever been involved with was Uh someone screaming, Mung, stop staring in my window.
0: (laughs) It would be funny if it didn't have a large trail in uh, Superior Court. Uh, But I guess we can laugh. Can't we? No. The good thing about peepers, Greg, uh, is that they are species of least concern, which means there are a ton of peepers out there, so don't worry about them. Ah. Just enjoy them. Uh, It just, for something that's so crazy, it's kind of relaxing, and it's also thrilling to know that they're out there with their Barry White calls. Oh, yeah. So if you could translate that peep, Greg, and put it into Barry White sort of speak, uh, what would they be saying?
2: Hey, baby. Peep. peep.
1: Can't get enough of your beeping, baby. <laughs> mm, I'm
0: right over here by the twig. Come on now.
2: Come on. I can say peep louder than don't look at him. My I got peep a few insects
0: best. right over here in my pantry, and I got some love Ooh. too. Yeah. They eat insects, apparently. Uh, but they're short-lived, so enjoy
2: them while you can. What? Well, no, like short-lived, like they die. I don't know what happens to them, but their they're peeping doesn't last that long.
0: Oh, so that Arthur Miller play, Death of a Peeper, <laughs> is just about their short lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's great. Uh, well, we so Peepers are out, and we love, love Peepers. Uh, so get excited about that. Now, here's a topic that I, I know nothing about, and I'm a little suspicious about it, but Hmong uh, has said he can bring us up to date. This is all about the television show Game of Thrones. In a wintry time, the kingdoms were roiled by violence and war, but love prevailed or was at least a side product sometimes. And the knives clashed and people with cut pieces danced before the fire roasting odd animals on spits. Is that it, Mung? Um, pretty much.
2: Very good. For someone who's never watched the show. In a time. You, you've like <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it.
0: <laughs> well, uh, so, so Mung, everyone is going Game of Thrones crazy, including folks on Cape Cod. Oh my. Regular is... folks on Cape Cod are caught up in this. Set the playing field for this whole Game of Thrones world going on. This could be the biggest fantasy
1: event in Cape history. Uh, or close. Except for your birthday pajama party. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have the footie pajamas always. Um, we've got the Game of Thrones Season 8 premiering this Sunday, April 14th. The eighth season. How people big? Been, how big is this? This is huge because people have been waiting two years for this since Season 7. So everyone is on edge. Everyone, They're going to conclude the series, finally going to figure out who's going to take the Iron Throne. So this is big. So, And
2: the guy that's been writing the books would be able to like sit back, relax, and
0: he won't <laughs> finally have, he won't have any, any
2: more pressures. They, they wanted him to finish the books. Didn't they
0: take it away books, from him and books just write he, it anyway
1: or something? He, before he dies. No, right now they're doing the series but well before he's going to finish the book. So you got to pay attention. This is HBO. It's worth signing up for just HBO for the series. It's so layered with amazing... Um, um, you know, fantasy stuff, like balance of power, all sorts of great themes. Really cool. But here on Cape Cod, there are people, you know, doing interesting things to get ready for Sunday night's big premiere. Um, including, which is very something very exciting, they're having a uh, themed party of the Game of Thrones over at the Harwich Antiques Center. Um, which is very exciting because they're giving free appraisals on Saturday, April 13th. And on that Sunday, they're handing out dragonglass arrowheads with each of the first 20 purchases. Now, you can be the envy of all of Westeros if you got this. You can channel your inner aria. What's
0: dragonglass?
1: Dragonglass is this material that can kill the white walkers and the whites. Do you mean mean pedestrians?
0: (laughs) What are you talking about?
1: You could get your very own dragonglass to kill the white walkers that are obviously coming over the Sagamore and Bourne Bridge. What? These are a a legion of zombies the undead, that are, that are coming to fight the humans. They're really scary. The humans of Westeros is the big battle. Oh,
2: having dragon like, glass would be essential.
1: Oh, yes. You must get dragon glass So you could be one of the 20 that gets these dragon glass arrows, and you can kill White Walkers yourself. Oh
0: my! So goodness. you could get dragon glass in your emergency kit, and some iodide tablets in case something goes wrong <laughs> with the Plymouth facility, the nuclear <laughs> oh. power plant. Remember they used to give those out? Iodide tablets. I right? know. I have them. So you got those two things going so for you. So they're
1: doing some appra- free appraisals on Saturday for a couple items, they say, bring in your weapons of war or, pr- or primitives <laughs> and they will... they will uh, Your swords. Yeah, maybe you have uh, like like a like a Valerian steel sword like Jon Snow would have or maybe you have something like... Uh, is he a Cape resident? <laughs>
2: <Maybe> Orleans. <laughs> he, he grew yeah, up in Snow. Orleans. Yeah, Snow. Yeah, yeah, Hayes, Snow. Or maybe something yeah, like you have the yeah.
1: big Oathkeeper sword that Brienne of Tarth is wielding around. This is a monster sword. Oh. So you could get that appraised for free. Check out their stuff there. This is the Harwich Andrew. Antique Center on Saturday and Sunday. They're going Game of Thrones
0: wild. Well, the only thing wrong with that, Mung, and that's a fine event, is there's no way for animals to get involved, and that makes me very sad. I only wish there was something else out there. What?
1: good news for you and all animal lovers, particularly dog lovers on the Cape. Uh, Uh We hear the Agway
0: of Cape Cod. They're in Dennis, right? Raise your paw if you're (laughs) counting the days until the Game of Thrones season 8 premiere on April 14th. If you think your dog is the rightful heir to the throne, then stop by Agway of Dennis. Turn your dog into the next king or queen of Westeros. You got it, dude. You got Westeros, it. nice. You're mm-hmm. really With some fun this. signs and a seat on the Iron Throne. Oh man, is that the important throne, the Iron Throne?
1: Oh, it's the big, it's, the biggie yeah. throne. Yeah.
0: Humans can take their turn to snap a photo, etc. At Agway. If I bring my and dog, do I have to like dress, Dennis
2: dress him up as something? If I bring my dog, which. If you don't, you
0: might be smited.
2: Which I don't have, but.
0: Oh, you could dress your dog up as Hodor. You could bring your cat, bring your coon cat, and let it loose in Agway, and chaos will ensue. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we, we saw a photo of this, and it looks adorable. It looks like they've built an Iron Throne out of, like, dog toys.
0: <laughs> Is that yeah. really going to be politically able to give the next person the country of Westeros if oh, you sit totally. on a dog bone throne? Oh. Why don't they call it Game of Bones? Huh. Uh-huh. Game of Bones. That's uh,
1: very good. Um,
0: but yeah, no, you could turn
1: your uh, dog into a little direwolf. Um, and they have, actually, they request, if you take a photo, they have an adorable hashtag, if you put it on social media, House Bark Agway CC, kind of like House Stark. They're one of the biggest royal families of, uh, of Westeros. So take get, us deeper it, into this. William, just
0: take us a little deeper House into this Bark,
1: world. House House Stark. Well, um, a lot of people are predicting an immense amount of death. In the in the eighth season. Oh, I we've, thought you
2: meant at Agway. Oh, <laughs> there's an immense amount of death every season. That's true. There. I
1: mean, an immense amount of mirth, mirth at mirth? A- Agway. Oh, oh mirth! Right. Oh, oh. So this is mm-hmm. merrymaking. This is the fun season.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, is, this is oh. the house of humor. Yeah, are right, event, any of
0: these uh, uh, are any of these events byom? Bring your own mead. <laughs> any any of these events? Mead and mutton. Well, all right. Bring your own mutton, perhaps. That sounds pretty good. I know a lot of bakeries are doing uh, game of scones. Ah, huh? that's fine. And uh, laundry decoration, uh, la, la, garden decoration places are doing game of gnomes. I love. I have a gnome. You know that, right? That guy who sang the song is doing a game of me and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> me oh, dear. and Mrs. Mrs. Jones. That's what the peepers are singing, Greg. They're trying to get with Mrs. Jones. I get it. I they get got it. a thing going on in the bog. Gotta say, so that sounds gotta big, and uh, I guess I should jump on this thing, uh, this giant Game of Thrones. It sounds exciting, and uh, we want to support this. And I was at Agway the other day, had a good time, bought some manure. Yeah. Moo-doo. Winter is here. You, no, spring.
2: You have a pile of, you have the biggest pile of <laughs> of dew, you know, Stuff decomposing out in the yard. You went out and bought some more? Yeah, when
0: I was planting my meadow in a can, I needed some nu- nuclear manure. So, oh my All right. Goodness. Time for this week's walk recommendation. It's time to get out there. Greg said, oh, we don't have to do this. Remember that monk? I don't know why. He why don't you want to share these great walking spots with the folks, uh, Greg? What's the problem? No, I do. I do.
2: <laughs> I just didn't know if we, if we had time because there was so much stuff packed into this episode. Well, but we recommend. obviously, we
0: do. What, yeah, we've so, got plenty of time. Go ahead. I recommend, and I think Mung will second this recommendation to all the people here assembled, that you take a walk at Bourne Farm on Route 28A in North Falmouth. This is a lovely location with a beautiful old home, open fields. And the incredible cattle tunnel, Mung. What's that all about?
1: Oh, this is so cool! This is a little tunnel that runs right under the Shining Sea Bikeway. When years ago they used to bring cows through it to the to the because that was the railroad bed in Farmland, right? Right. So you can actually hunch down and go underneath it and
0: pretend you're a bovine. <laughs> and uh, we have a field recording of Mung walking under it. Uh, this was 2014. <laughs> Good field recording right there. That's a strange cow sound. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Uh, he got uh, stuck at one point and uh, then uh, to, That's right. Uh, it, started, uh, me, I'm like, you know.
1: it was better than the mung tipping. Oh, right.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Out in the field, mung was just grazing. He didn't see him coming. I think it was a school group. Oof. They all ran up behind him and... Down he went. They do that in Game of Thrones, too. They tip the cows. There's also a series of walking paths. that One goes up this hill, and it's by all these sort of outcroppings of pink granite, kind of weird-looking rocks that are pinky-hued. There's another part of the trail that goes down toward a herring run. Hmm. And this time of year, fellas, the herring are out there. Yes. Doing much the same as the peepers. But they're swimmingly doing it. And they're swimming up there to uh, spawn?
2: Yeah, there's a lot more work that goes into that than uh, peeping.
0: How do you know? It just looks like a lot of
2: work. There's a lot of wiggling and, you know, effort to get up the ladders. I mean, what do the, the peeps do? They just sit on their behinds and they peep.
0: But if they don't peep the right way, they don't get to keep producing more peepers. They're out. True. True. They're cast by the wayside of history. Born Farm, uh, Route 28A, North Falmouth. A surprisingly beautiful place on a pond. Uh, Really very, very peaceful and a nice place to take the kids because you can run around and there's not too many people there. That's Awesome
1: spring walk. Just don't get confused because it's not in Bourne. (coughs) What? Even though it says Bourne Farm.
0: Oh, it's in North Fallon. That's true. Route 28A. Pretty easy drive from the Bourne Bridge. You know, we were talking soup last week, weren't we, Greg? Yes, we were. We, it, was, it, was it, was,
2: it, was, it was last week, right?
0: Yeah, it was last oh, week. Oh, yes, because he,
2: his family's very into Portuguese uh, food. Okay, that's um, what it was. We got it? talking about yeah. that.
0: As a result of that conversation, someone sent in an incredible kale soup recipe. That was nice. Which we now have in-house. It looks to be sort of a uh, tribute to the one uh, served still to this day at Nappy's in Provincetown, which I think is the best recipe. If you ever get up there to Nappy's, try their kale soup. We have that here in-house. If anyone needs that, please drop us a line. Digital at com. Digital at CapeCodOnline.com. The great thing about this recipe, no stock. It's just water. You build your own sort of stock from linguisa, the magic word. Hmm. You know what's nice out where I live and maybe at other Cumberland farms and things? At the Cumberland farms in Wellfleet, they sell linguisa. Really? That, is, that is highly useful. Hmm. Interesting. They probably hmm. do it in Provincetown too, because that stuff—it's your go-to stuff, man.
1: Huh? That is the ultimate convenience when you
0: can get sausage at one of those places. That's right, sausage hmm. in a Slurpee. <laughs> you can get sausage at a Cumbie's? Well, linguine sausage. Not only do they sell the links, the big link, they sell patties. Whoa! <gasps> Comes like a hamburger sort of patty. It's flat.
2: Is this like the those uh, 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 breakfast links that they used to have? You know, uh.
0: linguica. Mung, help me out here. What is linguica? It's like a spicy. It's a little spicy. Yeah, it can come in. It's not sweet. It's flavorful. Yeah, singular flavor of some sort. Better than hot dogs. Hmm. Hot dogs are pretty good, man. I don't know. So we have this recipe in house. This was sent in by a guy out in the Berkshires. Who, grew, who came to North Crow in 1969 with his family after he graduated from high school and then eventually became the chef at the Captain Linnell house in Orleans. Ooh. His family used to own the place, so now he's living in Pittsfield, and he reached out. To us, with this recipe, we're happy to share it. It's
2: really great. With Thanks you. for sending yeah. it. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Here on the Cape Cod Fun Show, it's just too boring to read a recipe. Mm. But <laughs> any, anytime you get to say linguisa. you know. Actually, my wife makes
2: a soup, but she doesn't use kale. She uses uh, collards, and it's got sausage in it, and it's really, really delicious. We. We eat it in the
0: wintertime. I believe that's called Make Greg Sour Soup. It makes you grumpy. It keeps your grumpiness going year-round. It's the hot and grumpy soup. Yeah, right. I mean, I have to maintain that
2: grumpiness because, you know, I wouldn't want to turn into, like, a positive personality because it wouldn't be me, right?
0: Like you'd go out of your house and shake your fist and say, get on my lawn. (laughs) That's right. Like a complete reversal of your usual personality. Come into my house.
2: Everyone. Dogs, come into my house. Here's your kickball back. Have you ever said that? Come and mow my lawn. Um, I want you on my lawn. Hi, neighbor.
0: Have you ever said that? <laughs> no. So, I don't know. You better get some of that happy soup. Maybe kale soup could help you turn anyway, the corner. Anyway, col-
2: collards are a good um, substitute. All right. If, but if, kale. If, kale has if, got all the if, pub. If, if you're not crazy about kale.
0: Eat more kale? Mm. It's, a, it's a campaign. Yeah. Mm. All right, fine. We move along here on the Cape Cod Fun Show, providing an incredible stuffed sausage full of tips and excitement. Greg, you well know that the Edward Gorey House is back open, don't you?
2: I love Edward. I Gore. saw you all over that last week. Edward Gorey is one of the. the Why do you love the, the guy? The super funniest. creepy. What is he? He's, he's super creepy, and he does all sorts of macabre things that certain people may not be to their liking. But to my, you know, point of view, which is very sort of negative and, and creepy and stuff, um, <laughs> I he's he's awesome. I mean, he he was awesome. Late, well, well he he still is awesome. The late he's, great his, illustrator his artist
0: uh, Edward Gorey has a his old, former home. It's like a museum. It's just a really wacky little place. That is open for the season, and that's at 8 Strawberry Lane in Yarmouth Port. Admission is 8 bucks, $5 for students age 65 or older. And if you're 6 to 12, it's $2. And I don't know, every time I go there, I laugh. And they have an, a cool exhibit this year called Hippity Whippity. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, The curator explains it this way, incorporating fantastical creatures, secret languages, some questionable rites of passage, and falling objects. This is like Mung's high school yearbook entry. (laughs) (laughs) Hippity-whippity strives to explain the unexplainable and discovers that nonsense takes its silliness very, very seriously. Hmm. So that's at the Edward Gorey house in a lovely spot at 8 Strawberry Lane in Yarmouth Port, just off Route 6A. We would say get over there, and there's more gory news. Can you believe it? More? That's right, guys, more! That's crazy. More gory news, and it's happening Sunday, April 14th. An orchestra program combines Bartok and Gory. Francis Snyder's new composition, based on writer illustrator Edward Gory's 1957 short story, The Doubtful Guest, will be part of Cape Cod Chamber Orchestra's Folk and Gory Spring Concert. That sounds kind of cool. That's a funny story. That could be really, really strange. It's a 3 o'clock concert. There's a 2.15 pre-show talk at Pilgrim Congregational Church in Howitchport. That's on Route 28, $30 in advance for your tickets. Cape Cod Chamber Orchestra dot org. I love the idea of someone setting gory to music. Mm -hmm. Because it's got to be like Mm -hmm. creepy with surprises Mm -hmm. and thuds and maybe screams. Always the screams. Who knows what that That guy's up to? That sounds really cool. That sounds like a really neat weekend event.
1: Maybe I should adapt one of his stories into uh, some sort of musical uh, opus like uh, the Ghastly Crumb Tinies.
0: Mmm, delicious.
1: Of of course I'd have to use the new entry that they had for Mung, which is... M is for mong who is mauled by a muskrat.
0: Oh, what a mess that would be with their big teeth. Uh, how did that happen? Those could be nasty creatures, oh man. What were you doing? I mean, we yeah, had a seriously. nature walk. Were you like... Uh fishing how did you uh, how did you make it, how did you come all i wanted to do
1: is borrow its fish cd and, and he demanded it back like the next i thought i'd have a full week and then it attacked yeah
0: you gotta oh, you man. gotta
1: watch up for muskrats <laughs> rough, i tell man. you it's no, not all are.
0: muskrat love grant oh no no, no they no. tough muskrat susie muskrat sam do the jitterbug in muskrat land and they shimmy
2: <laughs> really
0: you don't remember Muskrat Love?
2: I, I do, unfortunately. It's, That's awful, you know, Greg. Why well, bring it up? I sorry. can't believe you brought know. it up. I don't
0: know why you bring these terrible songs up? I don't know. Sorry. All right, we're grinding toward the end of another super fun show, the Cape Cod fun show. I mention this because it seems like a really good deal. And we're kind of cheapskates on the fun show. I know, Greg, you are. Oh, totally, yeah. Mung, you'll spend some money, right? Oh, I'm living the high life, ma'am. Oh, boy. Mung (laughs) out there. He's going to the expensive restaurants. Greg and I are looking for a place we can have a good time for uh, a low price. WOMR is celebrating its birthday uh, with a party and auction. Of course, we're talking about WOMR FM, 92.1 FM on the outer cape, 91.3 on your FM dial in the mid cape, a very funky station. All sorts of weird music, local people talking. It's really fun. They're celebrating their 37th birthday this Sunday from 2 to 6 p.m. at their really kind of swanky studios, the Schoolhouse Center for the Arts, 494 Commercial Street in Provincetown. There's bands, there's silent auctions, there's all sorts of stuff. Now, admission is $15, free for children under 12, and tickets include one drink and one taco.
2: That is that is so funny. That's what? perfect. Come on, how about that? That's
0: perfect. What
2: more do you need? Drink and a taco. If you went
0: out and got a drink and a taco, oh, yeah. how much would that cost, Mung? You do that all the time. That'd be close to 15. Oh, yeah, 15, potentially 20, depending on where you
1: went and what drink you had.
0: And you can meet the wacky WOMR family. I did a show up there for many years and had so much fun. It is really a quirky place, mm. WOMR in Provincetown. That should be a pretty good time. All right, fellas. I think we are at the end of this broadcast. This has been the Cape Cod Fun Show in search of fun everywhere. My name is Eric Williams. Mung, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Greg, you are a wonderful human. Thank you kindly for gracing us with your presence.
2: Oh, thank you so much.
0: Till next time. Till next week. This has been the Cape Cod Fun Show. Keep having fun and see ya. I'm a peeper. Peep. Peep. I'm really in the mood to, you know, get going. Keep the peep thing going. So I want you to come on over here while my friend Mung does a little peeping.
2: Peep. 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 Peep.